You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watched workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run him back to the Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning, good morning, and welcome in to a Monday edition of the Martin Houston Show. My name is Joe Gaither, sitting in for Martin Houston today, and Jacob Harrison sitting in for me on the other side of the glass. Welcome in to a beautiful Monday morning in Tuscaloosa, where the sun is shining and Alabama is victorious, beating Georgia 41-24. to We invite you to react to... This past weekend's Alabama versus Georgia game on the Taco Casa hotline at 205-342-9904. You can get in touch with the show on Twitter at Tide109. My my Twitter account is at JoeGaither6, and Jacob Harrison is at Jacob Harrison 2 js and 2 ns If you want to react to this past weekend's game, we invite you to be a part of the program right there using those avenues we want to hear what your good bad and ugly was from this past weekend's game what did you think alabama did really good what did you think they did poorly and what was just plain ugly mac jones becomes the first alabama quarterback to throw for 400 yards and three consecutive games 417 yards four touchdowns and one interception our man Najee harris was the workhorse uh, in the backfield with 152 yards and a touchdown. Devontae Smith, probably your superstar of the night, 11 receptions, 167 yards, and not one but two scores. And, of course, Jalen Waddle got six catches for 160 yards and a touchdown. Were you happy with the defense? Alabama's defense uh, scored three turnovers on the night and a shutout in the second half to put the Bulldogs away, keeping them off the scoreboard. Is that a good enough improvement for you guys as you watch the defense? Let us know what you thought about the game this past weekend. Give us a call on that Taco Casa hotline at 205-342-9904. But first, before we get into the conversation, let's hear what the coach had to say about the game. Let's hear Nick Saban's opening statement after a 41-24 victory over the number three-ranked Georgia Bulldogs on Saturday night in Tuscaloosa. Well, this was an obvious, you know, great win against a very, very good football team. I was really proud of the way our guys fought in the game. Kind of knew it was going to be sort of a 15-round fight, and we probably wouldn't be winning the fight until the later rounds. And... Um, you know, we got behind early in the game, but the players just kept playing the next play and kept fighting. And uh, I think it was a, a great win uh, against a very, very good team. I have a lot of respect for Georgia. I have a lot of respect for their coaches. I have a lot of respect for, you know, their players. They've really got a good team. So especially a proud of our guys uh, to be able to do what they did. This was a great win for them. Uh, they worked hard. They were excited after the game. Uh, they were really happy. Uh, I've got a lot of gratitude myself for uh, the way they sort of handled all the disruption of the week um, with the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday deal. Um, they really stayed focused. Uh, I was able to keep good communication with them. Uh, I think they responded with a lot of maturity, you know, not to let this bother you. But, you know, the norm now is disruption. It's the norm. It's going to happen. Uh, and we knew that when we went into the season, and I've 
really, really pleased with the way the players managed, you know, the disruption of this week. Um, I think one thing to keep in mind, this is a great win, a uh, great win for our team. Um, but humility always keeps you hungry. Uh, it's one game. Uh, it's against a very good team. But, you know, we're going to have to continue to improve in a lot of areas, and we're going to have to continue to work hard uh, to try to play an SEC game every week is, you know, it's tough. Uh, and the players have to respond every week because I think everybody you play in this league you know, can beat you if you don't bring your A game. So that's going to be very important for us. Spend 24 hours enjoying this. But, you know, when that's over, we got to go back to work and we got to get better. Um, I thought the turnovers in the second half were huge. Uh, the defense played a little better in the second half. We got off the field on third down a little better. I think the offense did a magnificent job against um, Georgia's really, really good defense. They've got a really good defense. And, um, you know, our guys did a good job of executing. Uh, we stayed focused on technical execution throughout the game. Um, still made some mistakes, especially in the first half on defense. Settled down, played a little better in the second half. So uh, really, really proud of our guys all the way around. Um, we had some great performances out there. Um, Najee, Smitty, Waddle, um, you know, I mean, a lot of guys really played, but the, but but really, I'm proud of the whole team. So I, I really can't can't because they all played so hard, you know, in this game. Uh, it's unfair to not point out uh, that this was a great team win for everybody on our team. That's the greatest coach in college football. Talking about a, a big, big victory over the Georgia Bulldogs on Saturday night. I want to welcome in Jacob Harrison. Jacob, tell me, what was your initial reactions to the ball game on Saturday night? Good morning, and what was your initial reactions to the, to the ball game Saturday night? Well, good morning, Joe. Um, honestly, my initial reactions are that Mac Jones is a Heisman finalist, that he's probably going to talk himself into that first round conversation like you know yours truly has been saying for months uh and, and i just i can't be more impressed by the guy uh yes his his receiving core is incredible and yes Najee had a great game himself too and his offensive line helps him out but uh you can tell when a guy is just skating by by what's going on around him <clears throat> Stenson Bennett. Uh, but you can also <laughs> tell when a guy is making the guys around him better, just like it was with Tua. Uh, I, I'm kind of seeing that weird spot where you can't tell if a, if a guy is better than the guy that came before him because the guy that came before him was you know such an anomaly in, in the history of this team. But I'm so impressed with Mac Jones. His accuracy, his timing, his grit, his determination, uh, seeing how frustrated he could get but then come back out on the next drive and just put it all together. I've never seen a quarterback with the amount of playing time that he's had be so good at overcoming mistakes and mental errors. Uh, you know, Every single interception he's ever thrown, he comes back and he throws a touchdown or at least drives you know gets a long drive out of it I, that's second to none well and that's what nick saban was uh really harping on anytime anybody's ever asked him about mac jones is his ability to uh put mistakes behind him and move on he said that oh he needs to improve on that he needs to improve on that he holds on to, he holds on to mistakes too bad and he uh, too long and he, he allows his mistakes to turn into to not one but two but three uh but i but I'm with you. I haven't seen that out of him. I've seen him. Uh, he he must be doing. There must be a practice thing versus a game thing. Uh, I haven't seen that out of him. Mac Jones looks like a guy who's not out there just uh, maybe hiding in plain sight, but somebody who's who's in control of the game, who's in control of the team and uh, the the way the offense is marching. And he looks like a guy who's got great uh, anticipation skills, a gr great ability to read the defense pre-snap and to know where he wants to go. Uh, I'm with you. I'm really impressed. And, and you wrote before the Georgia game that the key to victory would be Mac Jones's accuracy and delivering the football to, to our playmaking wide receivers. 75% completion percentage. 
Georgia do- doesn't face anybody like that throughout the week. And the fact that, you know, Mac, you, you go into the game, you expect Mac Jones's pr- completion percentage to go down, but it only goes down by like 2% overall for the season. That that's pretty incredible. I, I'll still have to look and see where his passer efficiency rating is, but I guarantee it's still, if it's not still number one, it's still top two. <laughs> well, that vaunted number one Georgia defense allows uh, allows 400 yards passing, allows 41 points, and really, you know, over 170 rushing yards. Well, 150 rushing yards. You got to account for the sacks right there. But but the Georgia defense that was supposed to be the best in the country, uh, and, and was. Let's give it the respect it, it statistically was. Uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide offense runs through it like a knife through uh, through butter, hot knife through butter. And and really, in the second half, when 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 the Alabama defense really uh, stepped up and, and, and played to its potential, once the two units complemented each other, there was no no stopping the Crimson Tide on Saturday night. Yeah, I think sometimes defense is all about momentum. And, yeah. you know, they get that first, you know, interception, whether or not that ball hit the ground, you know, we're all biased. Uh, but, you know, when when your offense gets out there and immediately turns it back over, uh, you know, that kind of takes the wind out of you. And, of course, Alabama goes down and, and scores. And I was overall still pretty impressed with Georgia's defense, but by the time the second half, oh, sure. you know, started to get going, it, you know, and it became obvious that Stetson Bennett wasn't going to be the guy to get the job done, which, you know, in turn creates another question is JT Daniels even ready to play? Uh, <laughs> you know, you just get so exhausted. You know, I, I know a lot of people, myself included, that have been on good defenses before, and when the offense doesn't move the ball, it just exhausts you, both physically and mentally, because you're on the field so much, and you're, you know, rightfully, you're pissed off because all your hard work is going to waste. Well, let me ask you your initial, you know, uh, you know, quick, quick reaction. Will we see Georgia again in the SEC championship? No, I don't think so, because of for the same reasons that Alabama beat Georgia. Uh, I I think Florida's offense is too too high powered for them to be able to c- keep up. Now, if JT Daniels does eventually take over and he creates a new spark within Georgia, then you'll have to ask me again because it wouldn't wouldn't be a fair question. Sure, but as it stands right now, Florida would beat Georgia straight up. Yeah, I, I'm I'm worried about the Georgia Bulldogs as as a whole without a without an explosive offense to go. With that defense, uh, you know, people we've we've kind of been going back and forth uh, on on Tide One Hundred Nine about whether Alabama's defense is up to snuff with with our offense. But I'm telling you, I'd rather have this high powered offense that could keep us, you know, scoring with any team in the country. And then once the defense figures it out, as they did uh, in that second half, then th- 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 then you've got a real real problem on your hands with it with a team that can really take control of football games. Uh, let's let's take us a, qu- a quick break right here on the Martin Houston show. And what we're gonna do, we're gonna take your good, bad, and ugly on the other side. Your reactions to the football game, the forty-one to twenty-four victory by the Alabama Crimson Tide. Give us a call on the Taco Casa hotline at 205-342-9904. You're listening to the Martin Houston show right here on Tide one hundred point nine. Tide 100.9 traffic. In the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, and traffic looks pretty good as we kick off a new week. Now, we do see a delay on 2059 westbound just past 359, but no wreck has been reported. If you see conditions, of course, give us a call, 205-886-8886. Towns of Nissan is blowing away the competition with savings, selection, and top dollar for your trade. Cash in today at Towns of Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. A picture-perfect autumn day today, nothing but sunshine. Tuscaloosa's high at 83. Night mostly clear with lows near 61. And for Tuesday and Wednesday, mostly sunny skies both days. Highs between 84 and 87 degrees. I'm meteorologist James Spann on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17-plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customers, 
customer service and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. I think that our offensive line did a really good job against their really good front, uh, no doubt. Um, when you get ahead in the game, you want to be able to run the ball. Uh, and we took the clock in the game at the end, five or six minutes off the clock. Um, so that, that's what you have to be able to do. That's why you have to be able to run the ball. There are certain times and certain situations in games where you don't want to keep giving the ball back to the other team. Um, I think we knew that we had to have balance in this game to be successful. I think the balance is the reason that we were successful. We were able to run the ball fairly effectively, uh, still make some explosive plays passing. Um, and, you know, Mac had another, you know, good day. So um, it, was, it was a really good offense. And welcome back into the Martin Houston Show on a Monday morning quarterback edition. Joe Gaither and Jacob Harrison sitting in for Martin Houston this morning, and we're talking Victory Monday. Alabama defeats Georgia 41-24. Give us your good, bad, and ugly react to the to the Alabama victory over the weekend. Did the defense look improved to you? Who stood out to you? Who looked lost? Maybe Dylan Moses at time playing a little, struggling a little bit, struggled being out of position, or were you pretty thrilled with the way the defense? earned that second half shutout. Let's go right to the Taco Casa hotline and get our man Robert from Mobile in. Robert, good morning. What's your good, bad, and ugly from the weekend? Well, you know, it was, uh, I guess the good, the good and the bad was the, the defense. The bad, of course, the defense in the first half, and the good was the defense in the second half. There you <laughs> go. It was, it was pretty much a tale of two defenses in that, in that game. You know, the first half, the defense looked like we were all complaining about Uh making a mediocre quarterback in Stinson look good. But the second half, you know, they finally beat to a mediocre quarterback what they should do to a mediocre quarterback, which is make him look bad. Yeah. So that, so that was in the good and the bad. And one of the, you know, right now Alabama's offense is, I mean, it's just a joy to watch. I mean, mm-hmm. we got the two best, well, two, maybe even three best receivers in all of college football, the best running back in all of college fo- football. And, de- and and definitely close to the best quarterback in all of college football, if not the best quarterback in all of college football. So I mean, the, the riches on the on offense is just almost embarrassing because it's just so much fun to watch. And to be able to grind it out, like Nick Saban said, when you absolutely have to against a, a team like Georgia, to be able to run the ball when they know you're going to run the ball and you're still getting five yards. That's I mean, you just can't say enough about the offense, Devontae. It's just uh, and it's was just in beast mode again uh, this weekend. He's the guy just missed the clutch, and this kid and his, his catches uh, he makes spectacular NFL level catches when he. I mean, so does Jalen Wild, no question about that. But that's the second week in a row Devontae has made that corner, toe tap, <laughs> one one foot, you know, toe tap <laughs> catch for Mac Jones. I mean, that was two weeks in a row, and there there's things of beauty. But yeah, the well, defense was. I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say, Devontae Smith, we've always seen him showing up in, in the biggest of games. He's the man. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, and uh, uh, Najee Harris, of course, is again emerging and to be a, a beast of a running, a beast of a downhill running back, which thanks to him and Derrick Henry, the downhill running back is starting to make a comeback in football. It's even in the NFL. I mean, Derrick Henry's ruling the NFL as a downhill running back, you know, no, no finesse outside, out between the tackles, run between the tackles, and and push somebody out of the way. That's I mean, that's what you need down the stretch when you want to grind our games and win a game. And that's what we seem to be having right now with our team. And it's been it's been it's just been fun to watch. Oh, and one quick thing too, the hits that Mac Jones took again is another great thing. You know, you don't want to see your quarterback get hit, but you like to know that your quarterback can survive the big hit. And that guy was surviving some hits by some NFL talent out there, getting back up off the ground again. 
when Tua got hit like that, we all love Tua, but you, you, you just, you held your breath until he got up. And sometimes, and way too often, he didn't get up. But Mac Jones, he took it and took it in stride and just kept on playing. Certainly, Mac Jones. I mean, it's it, it's a special trait uh, for a quarterback to stand to know. Hey, I'm about to get popped. I'm about to get really hit, but I'm gonna stand right here and and deliver this throw and make this throw anyways, despite getting hit. And that's something that Mac Jones really uh, excels at. Just he, he sees the defense and knowing, hey, I'm about to get hit, but I'm gonna deliver this ball anyways, and you know, really make the defense pay for getting to me like this. And it did him good to take hits like that as well. So let yep. him know, okay, I can get hit like that, and I can get up. But again, you're taking, you're taking NFL level hits out there. Something Trevor Lawrence is not going to experience in the ACC. <laughs> his, his uniform is barely dusty after each game. But eventually, you will make the beat up with a team in that playoff that's going to put you on the ground. <laughs> Hopefully, it'll be us or Georgia or some other team. But you're going to hit beat one sooner or later. But yeah, it was Absolutely. definitely great to watch. The improvements on defense, again, they weren't great. They weren't. They were just good enough. The defense was kind of like, you know, a team. Uh, you know, you got a child. <laughs> they usually bring you home B minuses, <laughs> and all of a sudden they bring you home a B minus, and that averages out to a C. You're just so happy there's improvement. <laughs> you know, it's just a C. You'll take it. <laughs> That's what we are with the defense right now. I, I absolutely getting a second half shutout. Re- really, uh, it's something to hang your hat on. Maybe, maybe it'll be the momentum that this unit needs to to pardon my pun, but turn the tide and uh and, and put together a string of good performances. And that kick by by that uh, field goal by Will Reichert before the second half, huge. What a <laughs> that, that was huge. What <laughs> What do you know? He's the Lakers fan, and we're going out of bounds. Miss it, but he hit it, and that was huge going in halftime. Did you think he was going to make it while you're sitting in your living room watching? (laughs) If you watch Funny Main on YouTube this past weekend, (laughs) I watched it pretty much like he did, sweating it out, uh, looking up. And then when he hit it, he almost wanted to cry. He was so happy. All right, Robert, anything right, yeah. else? I'm going to move on to our next caller. Anything else you got for us? All right, buddy. Catch you later. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Robert, in Mobile. Let's keep it rolling on the Taco Casa hotline and get our man John from Lake Martin in. John, what was your good, bad, and ugly from this past weekend's ball game? Well, first thing I'd like to say is this is too much fun. Uh, after games like this and uh, – Man, Robert from down there around Mobile, I believe he said he just—I mean—he nailed it. He was absolutely—he was just so spot on with the offense. And and if if it's a poll question, no, I did not think he was going to make that field goal at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm a long time Alabama fan, and I am used to that, so I did not. But I was so proud of that young man. That was just awesome. Absolutely. Uh, Lined up and made a bomb. Yeah. The other things I took away is uh, the offense was everything that Robert was saying. I could just repeat what he said. It was just awesome. But uh, I'm a little more optimistic on the defense. And the reason I am, I believe the greatest attribute that you can, one of the greatest attributes you can have is the ability to adapt under pressure. And that's what uh, that's what they displayed to me: their ability to adapt under pressure against an incredibly good team. So uh, I was real proud of the defense. I agree with you. I thought the defense uh, forcing the two second half turnovers and really getting off the field. They 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 really played a lot better on third down in the second half. They got off the off the field a number of times. Uh, while it is just one half of football. I, I think it's something that the defense can build on into into next week and down the rest of the season. It is. And the reason it is something that they can build on, you know, if we'd have done this against Vanderbilt or Kentucky, we'd be saying, sure. well, the defense is better. But listen, we did this against the number three team in the nation. And I, I think people need to sit up. I mean, Georgia is is as formidable as anybody is in the country. I put them on the same level with Clemson, even, and so I, I I am real proud of that defense. I think that 
there's great hope in the future. Well, all it takes, you know, people don't don't quite, you know, know how to measure confidence, but all it takes is a little bit of confidence, and, and you can really swing things the other way in, in the positive. This Alabama defense has really been uh, kind of poo-pooed upon for the better part of two years uh, in the in these bigger games. You, you remember last year, LSU and Auburn, they, they give up over 40 points in the bigger games. Uh, all it takes is a little bit of confidence. You, you have a performance where you are have, pitching a second-half shutout and you're keeping a top-five team under 30 points, uh, under 25. You want to get real technical with it. Yeah. That little bit of confidence can really seep through the team. It can, it, it can really affect Pete Golding and the way he's coaching and you know his defensive leaders. I think it's a big deal to, to end up with that second-half shutout getting off the field. I think they were uh, they, they, they were vastly improved on third downs and then to force a little bit of pressure. I, I was I was pleased with the defense. Yeah, I, uh, I I agree with you. The confidence that this is going to give the players is great. And they already have the talent. I mean, that's the way we recruit. So they got the talent. Now they got the confidence. And I believe it's going to show up with a lot more national respect. I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to some of the uh, talking heads today because I believe that there's going to be a lot more respect. Do you think that'll show up in the polls, I, maybe? Uh, well, in, I, I, I think that we will have a lot more. But anytime you, you have a top-five victory – uh, it's always a better week, and I think the pundits will, will will reflect that. I don't know if they'll end up passing. I, I believe Clemson is still the AP number one team, uh, but you, you're going to get a lot more. You're going to get a lot more eyes on you uh, having a having a victory like that. Yeah. Well. All right. Listen. Uh, like I said, this is so much fun uh, on days like this. Your job's got to be great on these kind of days. But uh, oh, it's a whole lot easier. Yeah. I write me a few <laughs> notes here and there, and just let it, uh, open up the mic and let it go. <laughs> All right. Well, on the last note, there, just wanted to, uh, Martin. Listen, just want to let him know I'm praying for him and hope everything's good with him, and uh, and I hope to see him uh, hear him soon. Absolutely, and we do too. Martin Martin will be back very soon, and I know he appreciates those prayers and well wishes. Thanks so much for calling in, John. Bye-bye now. Yes, sir. Roll Todd. That's John from Lake Martin calling in on the Taco Casa hotline, and we had Robert from Mobile earlier. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll keep things rolling. You can get a, be a part of the show by calling the Taco Casa hotline, 205-342-9904. This is the Martin Houston Show here on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks or delays as we crank up our Monday morning. If you do see conditions, of course, give us a call, 205-886-8886. Towns of Nissan is blowing away the competition with selections, savings, and top dollar for your trade. Cash in today at Towns of Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn 
which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Players, calls, uh, execution, combination of a lot of things. But I do know this, if you turn it over three times in the second half and they don't turn it over any, you're probably not going to win. You know, and uh, that's what it boils down to is you know, putting guys in position to make plays. And they made more plays than we did in the second half. So I give them credit for it. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show on a Monday morning quarterback, a good, bad, and ugly edition of the Martin Houston Show on a Monday. Taking your phone calls and your reactions to the Alabama victory over the Georgia Bulldogs. One thing that happened over the weekend, Jacob, was Najee Harris. He passed my man Johnny Musso on the all-time leading rushing list. Najee Harris has got 2,876 yards, now good enough for ninth all-time. He's 194 yards away from passing Damian Harris for eighth all-time. Harris has 715 yards to break Derrick Henry's mark of 3,591. If Harris goes for 119 yards a game over the next six games, that's the regular season, then he'll break the record. He needs to average 119. Now, if you're going to give us those three extra games, SEC championship and two playoff games, as we're all expecting, then Najee Harris only needs 79 yards a game to break the Alabama all-time leading uh, all-time career rushing uh, rushing yards record. Jacob, let's step out to the Taco Casa hotline. I know Pat's been waiting a long time. Pat, good morning. What's your good, bad, and ugly good, from the good Pickens morning? Games? Hey, we got to go with the ugly right off the bat. Oh my! Let's do it. What are we gonna? Why can't we go down to Australia and get us a Australian rules punter? I mean, my goodness, <laughs> that was you shanking that punt could have cost that ball game, giving them the ball just inside of the, uh, their own territory. Come on. What do you think? Well, that was uh, – I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was trying – I was struggling all night long thinking about what am I going to say for my ugly. But you know what? You, you found it. I appreciate you, Pat. Uh, I, yeah. The punting wasn't that good. You're, you're right. The punting wasn't that good. Uh, what was it? We, he averaged 30, 32 yards a punt. His longest well, punt I ain't, was I ain't 30, talking about that. I'm talking about the one that was shanked. Well, he, them, that was the early in the game, was, right? The rest of them he was supposed to kick short to keep it out of the end zone. Yeah, that, that, that was early was in the horrible. game, wasn't it? Huh? The, the, the one he changed, it was early in the game, wasn't it? Yes. Just making sure I'm remembering the right one. Yeah, yep, yeah yep. That, I mean, that, that kept, like I said, I think it went like maybe 20 yards or something or less. I mean, it was <laughs> it was awful. And uh, But, hey, my, my thing is, how much money did Najee make by coming back and by rushing for 150 yards against Georgia? Who saw that coming other than me and Martin Houston, who finally got on the Najee bandwagon, bless his heart. That, uh, hey, I've been telling, I've been telling, uh, you know, Martin ain't big on these surfer boys. So, so let's be honest about it, you know? And my favorite surfer boy went to Georgia hey, and Kendall Milton. Kendall Milton was a beast coming out and he ran, he ran through us pretty darn good in the Georgia game. Yeah, he had a good ball game. Yes, he did. Now I'm. I mean, now I, I gotta. I gotta take a little credit here, Pat. For I'm. I've always been on the Najee Harris bandwagon, man. He's my guy. So uh, yeah, as soon as Martin I got wasn't. put on with the Martin Houston show, I told him. I said I'm yeah. a Najee Harris man. Oh yeah, well when Martin, uh, for, when we first started, oh uh, you know talking about Najee, you know, you know, hey Martin, like you said, Martin kind of thinks some boys from the West Coast are kind of pansies. And in the mo- and in the most part, he's right. You know, <laughs> they, uh, you know they 
right there they ain't they ain't built with the kind of stuff we are down here hauling logs and paperwood pulpwood guys you know but um <laughs> but anyway hey but that that was but to me what won that ball game coach saban coming back but coach saban arguing with that referee to get us one more second at halftime and making a 52-yard field goal won that ball game. And the reason I'm saying that, that took the sails out of, took the wind out of the sails from the Georgia uh, offense and the Georgia defense. They they knew they were defeated at that point when he kicked that field goal because making a 52-yard field goal, they knew they were destined to lose that game. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes perfect sense. Pat, what were you thinking when, when Reichert was lining up for the field goal? Did you think he was going to make it? Oh, the field goal? Yeah. Yeah, you, did you think he was going to make absolutely. it? Absolutely. Uh, Coach Saban wouldn't have had him kicking it if he didn't think he could make it. Hey, but, uh, Coach Saban's been, put a lot of kickers out them, there that, did, that didn't make the He's been making them for kick. longer than that in practice. <laughs> Reichert, Reichert's a real deal. Finally, we have us a, we have us a kicker. Oh, that hey, you notice in the game against Ole Miss, he didn't miss one of those extra points, and that's what I want to see because if you remember back, you, know, you can't remember you're not that old. But Van Teffen, I can remember when Van Teffen was kicking for Alabama. I'm talking about the daddy Van Teffen. Yeah, oh that, yeah, uh, Teffen Motorhomes. Yeah. Van Teffen never missed an extra point. He was one thousand percent, and he kicked a fifty-two or fifty-three yard field goal to beat Auburn. Uh, back whenever uh, Mike Shula was our quarterback in For sure, Pat. Uh, you know, Will Rockard has not missed a kick this entire year. Big Extra Willie! point or field goal. Yep. Don't jinx him. But anyway, <laughs> hey, look well, I don't here. believe hey. in a jinx. You, yeah. you got anything hey. else for us, Pat? No, no, just that Najee made a whole lot of money. by. If I was his agent, that the, the one thing I would do is uh, I would get a tape of that Georgia game to show that the number one defense in the country that Najee ran through them like it was hot butter. That's right. He had a great game. I loved watching I mean, it. 150 yards against the Georgia defense by one man is an amazing feat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, so you got to give him credit where credit's due. Hey, y'all have a blessed day. We'll let somebody else talk. Hopefully we'll get some Appreciate more Appreciate it, Pat. All right, Good bye to hear bye. from you, man. Jacob, what did you think when, uh, we, we, you know, we got this th- – th- they. Through the pass down, Jalen Waddle got down. Uh, they were resetting the chains, the whole sequence with with Mac Jones running everybody down and spiking it with one second left. Uh, you know, are they going to give us the one second left? Is the half over? And then it ended up, you know, you know how it ended up. We ended up getting the one second left, and right here it kicked the bomb, fifty-two yard field goal. What was your thoughts for that uh, that sequence in the ball game? I immediately sent out a tweet and said this crap again. Only I obviously <laughs> didn't say crap because uh, it immediately took me back the last year in the iron bowl and yep. you know i wasn't a fan of that whole situation but luckily it, it, it paid off and when big willie Riker got out there i had no doubts in my mind that he'd make the kick uh best kicker alabama's had in a very 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 long time i just wish you know you know even though i'm bestowing the big willie nickname upon him i do wish people like james ogletree would stop counting every single kick and say he's 30 for 30 he's 30 <laughs> for 31 i can't do it <laughs> That's what had me clued in that he hasn't missed a kick all year, extra point or otherwise. So um, my guy Ogletree keeping everybody on track with the Alabama kicker, uh, the ki- the kicking season. I think I think that a lot of people uh, take the kicker overblown. These oh we don't have a kicker, we don't have a kicker. Just because you miss a handful of kicks doesn't mean you don't have a kicker. But it seems like they have a real deal. Uh, a high quality leg in Will Riker is encouraging to see. 
Let's step back out on the on the Taco Casa hotline before we take this last break and get our man Ellis from Manchester, Tennessee. And I know Ellis is real happy about beating Georgia, but Jacob, I know Ellis really, really, really wants this one this week. It is hate week. It is Tennessee hate week. 5,112 days since the last time Alabama lost to Tennessee, and may it be 5,000 more, Ellis. May it be 5,000 more. Good morning. You're in with the Martin Houston Show. The balls ain't back. No, they're not. <laughs> Ellis, what do you think of that ball game? Good, bad, and ugly from beating Georgia. Woo! Uh, the good is we got a uh, field goal kicker. Yep. Uh the bad uh, first half play of the the defense. Okay. Uh, and the ugly would have to be that. Uh, I'm with Pat on that. That uh, shank punt. You know, uh, that was awful. But uh, there's more good though. You got you got to say uh, if it ain't good, it's got to be awesome. Is uh, Matt Jones. He played good, didn't he? He played, he played outside of his mind. I think what really got uh, Georgia is that pass he threw. What, where was he at? At the 10-yard line? He threw to Waddle. Waddle. At 90-yard uh, bomb. I think, just... what, I think that's what killed him right there. And do, or am I the only one, or do you see it, how excited Jalen Waddle is out there on the field? Oh, it, it is obvious he, to see. He's he always got a smile on his face. Certainly. And uh, it, it it just shows you that's where he loves to be is out there playing football. Certainly. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm ready for this week. I couldn't get nobody at church yesterday to talk football. <laughs> well, I imagine Tennessee was thinking that things would be going a little bit differently, uh, not losing 30, what was it, 34 to 7 that they lost? Losing yeah. to Kentucky. Yeah. Now, Kentucky's a good ball club. Kentucky has a good team. I'll say that. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> I wasn't looking but, for that, you know. And uh, But no, they wouldn't say anything. Then there's a Auburn fan that goes to church where I go, and I go, uh, well, them roosters put it on the Tigers yesterday, didn't they? Yeah, to South Carolina pulls the upset over over Auburn. Uh, so you, you're going to you're going to church with a, a lot of your rivals, Ellis. Yes, yes, I don't cut them no slack. Well, it was a good day for you then. Alabama yes, wins. It was. It Tennessee and Auburn lose. <laughs> they didn't say good morning or have a good week or anything. You know, that's not very. That's not very Christianly. <laughs> but uh, and then my buddy that says uh, book it that Tennessee's going to win this year, he's uh, he's changed his uh, booking it. I bet I bet he has. I bet, of course he has. After the way the first four weeks have gone. Woo! Bad, bad, bad. But uh, yeah, that was a awesome, awesome game. Uh, I was uh, really into it. Had good food before the game and then got settled in. And uh, I don't talk on the phone or play with my phone while the ball game's on. That's a good strategy. It sounds like. What'd you eat beforehand? I had a uh, ribeye steak and shrimp. Whew. That sounds like a great, uh, that sounds like a winning meal. Yeah, surf and turf. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, we appreciate it, Ellis. Thanks for calling in this morning. Good to hear from you this morning. All right, and prayers I, are going out for Martin there. Absolutely. We'll, I'll pass on your good words. Call us back with the prediction for the Tennessee game later in the week. All right, brother? Oh, I will. Don't worry. <laughs> absolutely. That's Ellis from Manchester, Tennessee, calling us on the Taco Casa hotline this morning. We're going to take our last break of the show. We'll come back and put the finishing touches on the Martin Houston show right here on Tide 100.9.
Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks or delays as we crank up our Monday morning. If you do see conditions, of course, give us a call 205-886-8886. Towns of Nissan is blowing away the competition with selections, savings, and top dollar for your trade. Cash in today at Towns of Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good morning. Tuscaloosa City School students head back to in-person instruction at schools across the city this morning. They'll be in class Monday through Thursday with Friday used for school disinfection and teacher planning. Return to the classroom will impact only those students who did not select in-person attendance. A City of Tuscaloosa employee has been injured in an accident on East Skyland Boulevard this morning. First responders were sent to the scene just before 6.30. Cause of the incident or extent of injuries have not been released. I'm Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The sound of Bama sports. Your show. Your team. The Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into a victory Monday on the Martin Houston show this morning. Joe Gaither and Jacob Harrison filling in for Martin this morning. And before we get into our good, bad, and ugly to finish up the show, just a few more quick hitters from the weekend. Alabama pulls in Langston Wilson, a six foot nine power forward, four star Juco prospect. 24-7 has him as the number two ranked JUCO in the nation. Alabama basketball's recruiting class is now up to number 13 in the country, number two overall in the SEC. Hank South talked a little bit about Mr. Wilson, Langston Wilson, on this past Thursday, and we'll ask him about uh, about Langston Wilson again on Thursday to find out, find out a little bit more about him. He is the third commitment in the 2021 class, joining five-star guard J.D. Davidson and four-star small forward Jason Holt. So Alabama basketball also having a big weekend to go along with the football team. We we had a uh, uh, big news in the NFL. Tua Tagovailoa took his first snaps as a Miami Dolphin. I believe he went two for two for nine yards. They were blowing out the New York Jets. J e t s Jets Jets Jets. They were blowing out the Jets. And Tua Tagovailoa came in for some mop up time. Jacob. We've heard from the, the callers. We've heard from the listeners. But what is your good, bad, and ugly from this past weekend's victory over the Georgia Bulldogs right here in Bryant Denny Stadium? I'll, I'll be quick with mine. I, I thought I'd put Tom's name up there for you, but we got Tom still. Oh, I'm too, sorry. But, uh, I'm sorry. Good, obviously, Mac Jones. Uh, it should be great, good, and ugly. Uh, <laughs> but good is Mac Jones. Uh Bad is is probably the punting, although it, it's not something that that worried me too much. Maybe I'll go with with the with the safeties. Uh, things didn't really work out too well there. But uh, the ugly was the complete and total absence of Dylan Moses and Christian Harris for the majority of the game. Yes, they played a little bit better in the second half, especially Dylan Moses. Uh, but they were they were completely absent. Uh, it was it was bad football all around from the inside linebackers. Uh, I love to hear it. Love your perspective. Let's go out to the Taco Casa hotline. Tom, I'm sorry. I didn't see your name on the board. That's totally my fault. How are you doing this morning, Tom? 
Joe, and I appreciate it. But hey, look, let me ask you this. Let me let what I want to say is uh, not good, bad, and ugly because sure. when we win, everything's good. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, can I call back tomorrow when DC's on? And uh, of course. And I thought about it while I was on hold there. Uh, I, I want to bring something up that John Parker Wilson said okay. previous, uh, uh, well, pregame, <clears throat> and uh, talk about it with. Uh, Y'all in D.C. tomorrow. How about that? That sounds perfect, Tom. I appreciate you calling D.C., okay, and I'll man. be happy to talk Thanks. to you. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Roll Tide. Shannon, let's jump out to Shannon real quick. Shannon, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What do you think about the game on Saturday? Hey, yeah. Hey, great. I'm so excited, man. I was worried in the first half, but, hey, I know we're running out of time. I was going to give you my good, bad, and the ugly. Yeah, let's do it. Um, hey, hey, the good is the overall offense. From the offensive mm-hmm. line, you know, coming alive in the second half. The passing game is phenomenal with Mac and all those guys. And also, Will Rockard is part of the offense. So now then if yep. we get past the what the 40-yard line, we can, you know, we have confidence in him. So we, we should score, um, whether it be a field goal or, or touchdown. The, the bad, man, I'm still disappointed with the, with the linebacker play. Like, Dylan mm-hmm. Moses was out of position so many times. And most middle linebackers, you look at Monty Rice and the Kobe Dean for Georgia, Man, they've got yeah. a nose for the football. They just have a sixth sense. And I don't know, Some some for some reason, we're still missing that. So that's my bad. My ugly is, is, is outside of Will Rockard, is the kicking game. Like Pat said, the punter, man, that shank could have really, really messed us up. And what about all those um, kickoffs that land on the 10-yard line, and they basically run it to the 40-yard line? So, oh, the kick coverage was I, not good. You're right. Man, he kicked it out of the end zone each time. I'm with Pat, man. I wish we could go to Australia and get somebody that could just boom the ball, both kicking and uh, hunting. I, I'm real happy with Will Rocker. I agree. He's, he's the best guy we've had in a, in a long, long time. I'm so proud for him. But, hey, you're doing a great job. Prayers go out to Martin. And uh, great job. Enjoy the show. Thanks so much for calling in, Shannon. We'll pass on your good words to Martin. I'm sure he really appreciates that. From all the listeners who are passing that along, Martin will be back shortly. He's uh, actually, he told me he could, uh, he told me that I could sit, let it, let it out. He did test positive for COVID-19, and his symptoms are coming and going. But but I think that he's going to be a okay. We just hope that he gets back in the saddle uh, very very soon, so so that we can get back to listen to the Martin Houston show that we all love. This has been the Martin Houston show. Coming up next, you'll be listening to Inside of the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson. We've got the Gary Harris show from nine to eleven, and Southern Fried Sports eleven to twelve. Jay Parker twelve to two, and Ryan Fowler will finish up today with the game. Everybody will be re- reacting to the Alabama victory over Georgia on Saturday and much, much more. You're listening to Tide 100.9. A celebration to last throughout the years.